Lord, I need you to help me. Lord, I recognize my weakness, but I remember the promise that it's in my weakness, Lord, that your strength is made perfect. So, Lord, in the name above every name, we ask that your strength would come forward, Lord, tonight in such a way that it would not only empower me to speak, Lord, but it would also empower your people to remember that their God is strong and he is powerful. And no matter what we face, we can have the courage to stand because you promise to never leave us nor forsake us. We can stand upon that even when we are in our Job-like time. Lord, thank you for these promises. Thank you for always coming through. We ask tonight that you would simply just guide this program to your will. It's my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we are going to just wanted to let you know we we're planning on having it this week, but we're going to be doing it next week. Don't miss out. Brother Benjamin will be on for the seven year ministry of Jesus. I'm telling you, you do not want to miss that show next week. If you're not familiar uh, with Brother Benjamin's um, understanding of this, you want to listen in because even if you might not agree on something, which you were going to, you might be in shock. It will provoke you to re-study and understand some things maybe like you've never looked at before. I really am telling you, you must listen in. It will be a great episode. And with that, I want to jump in because this week has been incredibly um, trying. Trying for people at work, trying for people in the world, um, running a business in this time and age right now, folks, there are... Customers, I, I told you, shared not too long ago, um, people looking at me like, wow, you, you, don't, you didn't take a vaccine? Like I'm somehow an evil person now trying to kill people, trying to do that. Even though I let my own people stay at home for those who weren't comfortable until they were comfortable, I let them work from remote. Um, but for me, myself, and many others in our company, we uh, don't want to take it. We're not going to take it. But you've seen the increase this week to now where the Biden administration has now come out. They have fully admitted uh, Trump's lawsuit just got went from people saying it was crazy to absolutely having uh, strength behind it. And knowing now that the very top level of our government has admitted that they are behind the censoring that is going on on the social media sites. We've all known it. This is no surprise to us. But they are now openly admitting what's going on. And I'm here to tell you, folks, if they're just now admitting it, that means it's way worse than what we think. Because when they finally come out and admit something, it's just the surface of what's actually going on. And we are going to face some serious 
pressures as they're trying to scare us now at more rounds of this COVID coming out, more of this, uh, more variants and, and who knows what else that will be coming out to, in order to control us, to get us to come to their ways so that we can succumb to the jab in our arms and we can come under their obedience as they desire us to. We are going to have to make some serious, and I'm telling you right now, folks, this is not a game anymore. We are going to have to make some serious decisions on whether we are willing to stand for what we believe in, or will we just say, oh, it's 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 easier if we just bow to whatever they say to do, whatever the government says, we just simply bow to it and take the jab. It'll be a lot easier to do that. Folks, I'm here to tell you, if the three men in the fiery furnace would have taken that approach, well, we'll just pretend like we're tying our shoe, we'll bend over, and, and we're not really worshiping that golden image, but we're just going to bend over. Well, folks, I'm here to tell you, you better make a decision now. Are you willing to stand? Because it's not just going to be the vaccine. Every single thing that is now considered sacred, your body, right? They say, oh, well, it's my right to choose my body, my choice. But you're not allowed to choose not to take a vaccine. But they can certainly kill babies if they want to. In the name of prosperity and of global depopulation, keeping, you know, we don't want to hinder somebody or hurt your prosperity. We'll kill that baby. That's fine. But don't you dare not take this jab in your arm, a first, second, a third, and fourth. And it's going to go on and on and on. And folks, listen, I don't believe for a minute that this shot is the mark of the beast. So that's just crazy talk because the Bible says that the mark of the beast, you can't buy or sell if you have it. And it's also about worship if you want to get deeper. But the truth is, is you can still buy or sell. Now, is this the road to the mark? Yes, we are on the road for sure. I do believe that with all of my heart, but this is not the mark. We need to be biblically grounded throughout this time, but a part of being biblically grounded is understanding that once this escalation begins, once this evil that's called good is now prominent in the world, that this will begin to tumble faster and faster until if it were possible even the very elect would be deceived by the absolute deception that is on the way coming here. And I'm telling you right now, you better decide today if you are going to stand. You know that you're going to have to make this. You've seen the news. You know that you're going to have to make this. And we know that it, it in our flesh, we'll never make it. The apostle Peter thought he could stand in his flesh, and look what happened. He denied the Lord three times. Folks, we've denied the Lord in our own way more times than we ever, we hope the Lord would not keep account of the times we've denied him in our own ways. By putting him aside and being cares of this world and other things, or ignoring our walk with God in order to look popular. We've all done things like that. But I'm telling you right now, we need to make a serious change because what is now not coming, it's not, it's happening right now. I've already seen the early phases, even in work, and what is going to continue to come. You will become an outcast. You will be considered a murderer because you don't want to take this vaccine, and you want to put other people at risk, and it will never end because they must control your lives. And now inviting the UN into the United States to investigate systemic racism, we are now inviting the very enemies of God into this country to now try to tell us how we can be more like the enemies of God. That's what's happening. Folks, America is gone. I love this country. I fought for this country. I was signed up in the Marines for my own free will. Nobody had to force me, okay? But the truth is, this country is not my home. 
I am looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. And I am telling you, we have now escalated into this point where it's real. It is so real right this moment. We've talked in prior weeks on this, how bad the escalations are between foreign countries and everything else that's going on. Folks, in the, our border has been completely compromised. The enemy is coming in like like mad. I think the other day, they just or yesterday or today it was, I saw that they have arrested a million people they've captured coming across just in 2021. You know what that means? There's way more that have not been captured. That's just what they've got. So folks, we better look out what's coming because pain and tribulation is on the increase. You crucible is awaiting many of us in the body of believers, not because God is angry, but that's just what happens in the last days. The devil is going to be let loose and he's coming around like a roaring lion, but you know what? God is simply purging us. But we better be ready here in America to stand to hardship. Yes, we are not exempt. We're not flying away. Folks, I just want to make it clear. I don't, I'm not trying to offend anybody. Just in case you don't understand where Brother Frank stands, I am not a pre-trib person, okay? Just throwing that out there. I'm post-trib. I am pre-wrath. I don't know a single post-tribber that's not pre-wrath. Nobody's subject to the wrath of God. That happens at the very end. But we're going through the tribulation. I'm not changing my mind on this because it's what the Bible says. I don't hate people that believe in the pre-trib, but this is where I stand, just to be clear. But I want to be prepared. And and just a side note, why wouldn't I want to believe in a pre-tribulation rapture? That's a great way to get out of it. Folks, if I thought that was biblical for even one second, I would believe in that. Trust me, there's no reason you would want to not believe in it. But I've got to follow what the Word of God says. And if you listen, when it talks about the two in the field and all that stuff that are taken, if you read that, read the verses before that, it's the wicked that are taken, not the righteous. Read the verses. It's as in the days of Noah and the days of Lot. The wicked are the ones that are actually taken. Where are they taken? Well, where the either eagle gathered. That's a whole nother thing. And you got to look at what the actual word of God says. But pain and tribulation is on the increase, and we need to be able to stand. Christians today are asking why. Why God? Why the trials? Why the suffering? Why is the enemy allowed to cause so much pain? And then I read this in the Bible, and I want to turn Revelation chapter 13. If you've got your Bible, turn there with me. Revelation chapter 13. I want to look at the Word of God here for a moment. Starting in verse 15, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, and that no man might buy or sell save he that hath the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. So here we see talking about the actual mark of the beast. And I'm not going to get into what the mark is right now. That's actually a whole program. Maybe we would do a program on the mark of the beast. But it's what's happening that no man can buy nor sell save he that hath the mark 
or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So what the devil wants to do is he's going to persecute those who are refusing to do what the government, whoever the leadership is at the moment that this mark is released, that they won't do it. They are not going to be able to buy nor sell because the devil knows that if he can get a hold of your belly, if he can control the food supply, that he can control the worship. And because there's so many people in the world today, their belly is their God. If the devil can control the belly, he can control their God. And so you see the persecution that is coming upon the people here with the mark of the beast. Now, continuing in Revelation chapter 19, starting in verse 19, listen to this, what it says. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken. And with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. So what the Bible's saying is there's going to be a lot of people that are going to worship the beast. And the devil and the false prophet, they're going to get they're 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 going to get thrown in to that lake of the fire. The same thing with all these people that are going to be persecuted. And so you look at this and you see that that there are going to be decisions, those who will and those who will not. And my question is, which side of the fence were you going to be on? Because if you choose to take it, if you choose not to stand strong for your belief, you will end up in the same place that the beast and the false prophet are going to end up, and that is in the lake of fire. You don't want to go there. And I look at this and I see all of this suffering that is going to be happening in these last days. And this thing is, is that you, one, you have one or two choices to make. And my question right now tonight is, are you prepared to actually stand for the truth? Look, we're talking about a vaccine in the arm right now. We're not talking about somebody coming yet with a rope around your neck threatening to hang you. Folks, I'm telling you, there are real martyrs through history that have suffered some tremendous. I remember the story of the prayer group. I can't remember which country it was in. And they were in their meeting with the doors closed and everything like that. And all of a sudden, armed men broke into the room. They kicked the door in with guns and everything. And they said to everybody, they said, hey, whoever's not willing to die for their faith, you can leave now. And a bunch of the people got up and left. And when they did, it's, they took their masks off and they sat down and they said, now we can find the true worshipers of God. And they worshiped with the people. Folks, your faith and my faith will will be tested in what's coming. Are you prepared to stand? It's starting now. And if we can't stand on a little bit, what happens when the Lord calls us to a lot? Now, I know there are people who have taken the shot. I'm not, listen, that's between you and God. I'm not here to, to come against you. I'm not talking about your salvation. But I'm talking about for those of us who feel that we don't want to take it because we feel the Lord's calling us not to take it. We need to stand for what we believe in because it's not just this. It will be something else and something else because they are censoring us. They're checking us out. They are going to bring the hammer down. And just when this country gets weak, we will be attacked. We are already very weak right now, but the enemy is waiting for us to break into civil war so that they can attack. And I'm telling you folks, we are not far away from what is going on right now. One simple ransomware into our power grid would throw us into chaos in literally a matter of weeks. 
If they shut down the power grid, we talk about the EMP, but I've realized now they have so many options to take us down as a country. And the virus through a ransom, through a crypto locker, is probably one of the easiest things they can now release upon this country. And they literally could throw us into the Stone Age in a month. That's how insane of a society that we have lived in. Because in the United States, we have no idea how to actually survive and how to live off the land. We have forgotten that thing anymore. Uh, listen, folks, I, I am getting older. I'm, I'm not as, I'm, I'm a country boy. I, you know, I, I'm hunting and, and know how to, you know, do a lot of things in the wilderness. But even myself, I need to hone these skills back down and get them better, sharper than they ever were. Because I understand that I need to read, know how to live off the land. Now, first of all, though, I need to know how to live by faith off of God. But there are practical things that we can all learn. And the first thing we got to learn, though, tonight is where is our faith coming from? Is it in our paycheck? Is it in our homes? Is it in our friends? Or is it in Jesus Christ? Will you and I be ready to stand up for Christ, even if the enemy is taking away our ability to buy or sell? When you literally have no idea where you're going to find your next meal or get medicine for your children or clothes for your family, will you be willing to stand? So I think it only right that we could turn back to God's word for the answers to these questions because we need some assurance, brothers and sisters, that we can make this thing, and I believe the word of God has it. 1 Peter 1, starting in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten unto us unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last day, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptation, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ." Now, folks, we discussed this the other week, and we discussed how when I was even in boot camp, I remember in the Marines, I never understood why did I have to carry my drink in a certain way? Why did I have to do certain things? And then when we got to that point in our training, I understood that I had been being prepared all along to face the challenge that was there. You see, in the military, they face you with extreme stress so that when you are in extreme stress, you will know how to keep your faculties together in that situation. And so God is simply doing something here that we don't always understand, that the trials that we face now are to prepare us for when the last final tribulation comes, that we can stand firm through that hour. Let's look a little deeper in there. John chapter 15, starting in verse 1, I am the true vine. And my father is the husbandman. Every branch that is in me beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, uh, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except you abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man 
Abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch that withereth, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. The Lord is reminding us here, listen, our Father is the best gardener ever, but any true gardener knows that you have to prune your bushes, you have to prune your hedges. I remember one time my grandma, she, she's like... She called me Frankie. Uh, you know, Frankie, she's from down in the south. She said, go out here and train. I want you to trim this bush back here, you know. And so I went and trimmed the, trimmed the bush down. And, and my grandma came out back, and I trimmed it too much, she thought. And she was nervous I had trimmed it. Well, I, I didn't mean to cut it back so hard. I just cut it where it looked like it needed to go. Well, when I came back next time, grandma came out. She said, Frankie. She said, Robbie Joe wants you to come over and do the same thing at her house. That's my aunt, Robbie Joe. And you know what? That bush came back so beautiful. Yes, I pruned it hard. Yes, it looked like it was almost dead. But the beauty that came forth was unbelievable. And God prunes so that beauty can come forth. And if we abide in him, which without him, the Bible said, as we just read, we can do nothing. Glorious things will come forth because we are connected to the vine. And you read those verses in this amazing picture begins to appear that God is not only just strengthening our faith, but that God is trying to grow us into beautiful, fruit-bearing believers that have been tried, tested, and are ready for the battle. Listen, folks, the time of the end is not for us to just sit here and hide. The time of the end is for us to go forward and conquer and to share the gospel. Listen, I plan that through the tribulation, we will be sharing the good news throughout all the world. All of us, we have a job to do. God is preparing his warriors for that. The devil's roaming around like a roaring lion trying to ruin your life. And at the same time, God is building you up into this beautiful creature that it not only fit for the kingdom, but ready to stand against anything that is thrown our way. But we continue to ask so often, God, when will this end? And folks, I know I've been there. I've often asked myself, though, what if I didn't always try to get out of every trial immediately and actually allow God to do his work? I love this story. I've shared it some years ago on the Remnant Call, but I want to share this story again. I love it. A. Parnell Bailey visited an orange grove where an irrigation pump had broken down. The season was unusually dry, and some of the trees were beginning to die for lack of water. The man giving the tour then took Bailey to his own orchard where irrigation was used sparingly. These trees could go without rain for another two weeks, he said. You see, when they were young, I frequently kept water from them. This hardship caused them to send their roots deeper in the soil and search for moisture. Now mine are the deepest rooted trees in the area. While others are being scorched by the sun, these are finding moisture at greater depth. So I ask you, are you letting your roots go deeper? Are you getting the bigger picture that the trials are just like processing gold? As the temperature heats up, the impurities float to the top and the dross is skimmed off that only the purest and fine gold is left over. You know, it brings me down to this closing this show with the greatest event of history. There were three men that day on the top of Mount Calvary. The first one was a wicked thief. 
unrepentant scoffer, unwilling to receive the love of God. The second one was also a wicked thief, but he realized at the last hour the error of his ways, and he cried out for mercy to the only one who could save him and receive forgiveness. The third was the righteous Son of God, perfect, without spot or blemish, full of love and mercy, even though each one of these people all had different stories, each one of them was led to the cross. You see, it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. We all have the choice. Do we see ourselves as simply victims of the world? Or do we understand that God is preparing us for what's going on in the last days? But just as those thieves on the cross, we need to make a decision. Even if you're at your last hour, who is it that we are going to serve? Is it God? Or is it the devil? Even though the devil has come to destroy God and take away our food at times, God has not left us alone, but he's reminded us that we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Folks, we need to be sure today that we will not fall. And the only way we can be sure that we will not fall in these last days is to put all of our trust in God. You need a verse in God's word to leave right now on the end of this program with? I'm going to share one with you. Now unto him, this is one of my absolute favorite verses, Jude, starting in verse 24 and 25. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says that him who is able to keep us from falling, meaning God is going to keep us, if we will trust in him, he will keep us to the very end without falling, that we can stand true and know that he is God and he will save us. But we must make that decision today. Is it going to be the Lord or the world? There's no in between anymore. You need to make up your mind who it is you're going to serve. The devil is going to throw everything at you to take you down. But I'm telling you right now that God is going to fight even harder to make sure that you can stand. Will you be prepared to stand? I believe you will if you trust in the Lord. This is Brother Frank on the Remnant Call saying good night and shalom. Trumpet in Zion, sounding on the mountains. Though a trumpet in Zion, for the day of the Lord is come. Though a trumpet in Zion, sounding on the mountains. Though a trumpet in Zion.
This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.